Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, Holly Roberts. Hey, Brad the Trainer. It's time for us to jump into our TV time machines. We gotta go back in time. Dudes, you guys are gonna go back in time. Yeah! Now entering the TV time machine. Yes! yes! We're jumping back in our TV time machines today. We're going back to January 4th, 1983, and we're going to run through the primetime lineup from ABC. This is These are the four shows that made up the primetime lineup for ABC in 1983 this very week. All right. What day of the week was this? Saturday. Saturday? Saturday, January 4th, 2000. Actually, I don't know. I might have just made that up, but. uh, Okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Let's start with. uh, Let's kick things off with the uh, first show that made up the ABC primetime lineup on January 4th. Sunday, Monday, happy days. For Happy Days, um, you may remember, of course, that Happy Days kicked off in the 70s, 1974 to be exact, and uh, all the way to 1984. So it was still kicking off things on a primetime lineup and, uh, you know, t- almost 10 years into the Yeah, run. it would have been season 10. And this was the complete Chachi era of Happy Days. This was also the time where they got really sloppy and they had feathered hair and bell bottoms in the 1950s. Can yeah, this you tell is one of, much? I was going to say, Holly, this is one of her like Mm-mm. chief TV bitternesses Mm-mm. is the, the, um, the genre bending. Not the genre bending, the historical inaccuracies of Happy Days. You can, The look. historical. <laughs> Please understand how ludicrous you're being right now. You know what was inaccuracy. You know what was you know what was ridiculous? You know what was ridiculous? It was Scott Bayo's feathered hair as Chachi in Happy Days. That was ridiculous. Nobody had feathered hair in the fifties. That's true. And now Scott Bayo's just gross and blocked me on Twitter. He sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually did. All right. So that was the first show uh on the ABC Primetime lineup lineup in nineteen eighty three. It's last year and last season. Now, after Happy Days came this show. One, two, three, four, oh, it's my favorite. Five, Can we listen to the whole thing? Because I just love it. Neil, Shabazzo, Haas and Pepper Incorporated. Gonna do it. Give us any chance, you'll break it. No, give us any rule, you'll break it. See, I don't know. Gonna make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. Nothing we won't try. Never heard the word impossible 
this was the last season of Laverne and Shirley. In fact, it uh, ended on May 10th of 1983, this very year. Which means it was that that season where Laverne, uh, Shirley was gone and Laverne had moved uh, to California. And uh, things were really weird. And, you know, frankly, it was just kind of, oh. there was that girl, I think she was like Laverne and Shirley Carmine's and their girlfriend. friends moved to Burbank, Gal- California, and they took jobs at a department store. But I feel like Shirley left, didn't she? Or did I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Laverne without oh, Shirley. Okay. In March 1982, Cindy Williams became pregnant with her first child. In May, her manager husband, Bill Hudson, presented a list of demands to accommodate her pregnancy, which Paramount refused. Oh, my God, I was just at Paramount, and I did not visit the uh, Laverne and Shirley stage, soundstage. In August, two episodes into production of the eighth season, Williams left and filed a $20 million lawsuit against Paramount. The case was later settled out of court. So, anyway... <sighs> that Drama. was that was the second show of the ABC lineup in 1983. If you're just joining us, we're in the TV time machine, uh, reliving the primetime lineup on ABC January 4th, 1983. So it was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and then oh my God, another classic television sitcom. <laughs> now you got to sing this one, right? This is our hers and hers and his, three's company too. Come and dance on our floor. Step in that new Take a step that is new. Take a step that is new. Be the lovable space that meets your face, three's company too. You'll see that life is a ball again, laughter is calling for you. Down at our rendezvous. Down at our rendezvous. Three's company too. I used to say Daranaranevu because I didn't know when I was a kid and I watched this show because I did. I mean, it works. <sighs> I didn't realize that Three, Three's Company was still happening in 1983. Again, these shows went on forever. This went from 1976 to 1983. Again, this was the last year of Laverne and Shirley. Or No. Three's I just said, Company. I just said Laverne and Shirley. I Sorry. get it. But this was the time where I feel like the 70s shows, obviously this was the last season and they were wrapping up and not a lot of the original cast was left by the end of these last seasons. So who was left? Well, you'll remember that by 19, uh, so 1984 was, the, so 83 to 84 last season. And if I remember correctly, it was just, oh, because obviously by that point, Chrissy had left. So it was just yeah. Jack and Janet. It I was think Jack, Janet was still around. Yeah, it was Jack. It was Janet. Mr. Roper was gone. And Ralph Furley was there. Furley. Furley? <laughs> okay, somebody needs <laughs> to go back and watch an episode or two. Yeah, I can't um, say that I'm a Three's Company person, but, but Don Knotts is there. This is the season where Jack ends up uh, falling in love and I'm assuming that was then the spinoff for his, because there was a spinoff from that show where him and his his uh, fiance, and the whole thing was that they were living together and not getting married and her dad didn't approve, if mm. I remember correctly. So anyway, that was uh, a pivotal year. Ooh, 1983. A pivotal, a pivotal year, 1983. For wow, Three's it company. sure was. So, okay, we've been in our time machine. Eight Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company. There was one more show. That made up the ABC primetime lineup in January of 1983. And this one, I think, might stump a few of you. Let's have a listen. 
It's not. It's not. This is nine to five, the TV show, and it was a short-lived sitcom. It went from uh, March of 1982 to October of 1983, so it was well into its first and last season. It did go on to syndication from '86 to '88, and uh, this particular show, based on the film, of course, nine to five. Um, this TV show version, though, starred Rita Moreno. Valerie Curtin, Rachel Dennison, but also get this, Jean Marsh, uh, a movie actress. She's also a television actress in her own right, but a British uh, movie actress who's famous. And, and if you don't know, just Google her and you'll be like, oh, that's who that is. Uh, and Jeffrey Tambor. Right. Jeffrey Tambor, I believe, played the role of uh, the boss. What's yes, he played Mr. Franklin, Mr. Hart. Well, and then in the syndication version, Sally Struthers... Moved in to star in the mo- in, in the TV show. Yeah. So um, I had completely forgotten about this show until we were looking it up. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't remember watching it. I have no memories of watching the show whatsoever. I didn't even know it existed until you brought it up today. Do you know what else? I wish we had more time. We don't. We got to run because we're going to talk to our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes. That was our uh, trip back in the TV time machine. And uh, Paul's going to be here to talk with uh, us about movies. He could probably talk TV too. But I did... Um, uh, what, what, oh shoot! Where was I? What was I wanting to nine talk to five, about? The TV nine to five. The Rita Moreno was. Uh, you know, she just celebrated. I think like ninety something. She was just on the One Day at a Time remake. She's eighty six years 86. young. Eighty six. Okay, so I just made her old. Um, but <laughs> but anyway, eighty six is amazing. no small achievement, and she has been trying to make it big in television. Many times over, like she is a stalwart of television. Um, oh, yeah. Because not only this show, there are a lot of other shows she did. A, there was like a backdoor pilot in Golden Girls. We could go on and talk about Rita Moreno's TV career. But when we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes is going to be with us. He's got a movie or two that you need to see this weekend in Piatas. We'll be right back on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. I Talk do. me off the Instapot ledge because I won one of those damn things. So you know how you used to have to brown things and then put them in the crock pot? I never did that. Well, all of that happens in one pot to now. Do that? Yes. Like if you make a pot roast, you're supposed to do something before you put the meat in? Yes, you brown it so that you get the that? flavor profile and the brown crust. Who didn't know that? Anyone who read a recipe? I know Casey likes chicken wild rice soup. Yes. And it's great in the Instant Pot. You can put frozen chicken breasts in there, cut up your vegetables, your rice. You got to cut up the chicken. No, you can put it in there frozen. You can cut it into smaller chunks if you want, but you don't have to. Will it cut it? Does it cut the meat? No, but then you would shred it after it's cooked. But with what? Is there Are there teeth in it? I Forks mean, I, that you would put into the pot. No. Oh, I forget who I'm dealing yeah, with. Yeah, no, I mean, I am. I need to re-give this thing. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. 
Do you need to go see that movie in the theaters this weekend? Well, the person who will tell us, who always tells us on the Colleen and Bradley show, is Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. He also does the All Things Streaming podcast uh, here at Podcast One. You can listen online at mytalk1071.com. Paul McGuire Grimes, thanks for being with us. Hello. Thank you for having me. And there are a couple movies I think you're bringing us, or oh my a few gosh. things to, to enjoy today. Yes. There's so many movies out right now, especially going into award season. Yes. Bradley Quick, have you seen Call Me By Your Name? No, but I oh my gosh. I keep hearing about this movie. You and, and Jamie have to go see it. I've heard it's it's Holly, quite good. I haven't seen it either. I okay. know. We're breaking your heart. Breaking my heart. Uh, Please it, report back when you've seen it. Okay. We'll definitely have seen it by the Oscars. Okay, great. The, do we want to start with Tanya Harding or John Paul Getty? Ooh. Ooh, let's start off with John Paul Getty. Okay, wow, so way to go with the uh, highfalutin <laughs> cultural references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is all the money in the world, and this is about the kidnapping of John Paul Getty III, who is the heir to Getty Oil, and his kidnappers were out to get some of that fortune from his grandfather. Yeah, okay, who's in this? This is the one with Christopher Plummer, who oh, replaced Kevin yes. Spacey. All right, now you're connecting the dots. Yes, and then it's got, and then Michelle Williams plays the boy's mom, and Mark Wahlberg is John Paul Getty's negotiator that's brought in. I totally forgot that Mark Wahlberg was in this movie. Well, there's a reason behind that. No, no. He's the low point of the movie. Oh, really? Well, yes. I guess weak I'm link. not shocked. He's the weak link. There's something about him that I feel like he's too contemporary to then put in 1970s, if that makes sure. sense. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Even, he, even like, though he was Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. Right. And the, and I think because he hadn't done his whole like Boston persona yet, yeah. I feel like he, he has a persona, and it's hard for him to get out of that if mm-hmm. it's needs yeah, like, to. Steroids and uh, Boston accent. Right. I mean, and, I'm not complaining. Right. I think both of those in the right movie are that works. Not, I don't at all. Right. But, you know. But I, mean. I have to tell you, this is a it, you know tw- page turner of a movie. You're on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going on. You're watching the boy get kidnapped and the mom trying to figure out how to pay for his ransom because John Paul Getty, the grandpa, has no interest in paying it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so this is based on real life events. Very much based on a true story. And as you're watching it, it just seems... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Too bizarre to be true. Very interesting characters. John Paul Gaddy, Christopher Plummer, is a very ruthless, very awful human being. So then by the end of the movie, you just want to do more research and learn more about the, who the Gaddy family was and like the downfall that happened after this movie took place. Interesting, interesting. So okay. it very much is like a, a formula to it. You know, boy gets kidnapped. We're racing to figure out who has him. Mom's 
freaking out. How are we going to come up with this money sure. and the negotiations that happen? So there's happen. that race against the clock element yes. that keeps you in suspense, even though you kind of know what's going to happen at the end. Right. Even if you don't know the story, you can kind of figure out. But it goes mm-hmm. in some dark and grisly places. And Ridley Scott directed it, and I have to give it to him for completely reshooting a good chunk of this movie within nine days and getting it out on its original release date. And uh, garnering an award nomination for the guy who did it. Right. And Christopher Plummer, you, re- you realize that he should have been cast all along. He is so good in this role to make you hate him. But at the same time, with this kind of glimmer of like, I'm realizing who I am or like, there's this sincerity behind him that you would definitely would not have gotten with Kevin Spacey. Sure, and also all that prosthetic makeup. When you're aging somebody, I feel like you can do an excellent job at makeup, but still the eyes give it away. Kevin Spacey is a man in his 50s versus Christopher Plummer, who's almost 90 years old. He has seen some things. He and and he brings that history to the part. I mean, you need someone that's been around forever and has that. That's amazing for him. Depth to him. Mm -hmm. And then they can just dye his hair for the like flashback scenes, and it's fine. All right, so uh, how many tickets? Four out of five ticket stubs for this. If people like true crime, history, that kind of thing, you'll want to check this movie. All the money in the world. All the money in the world. Now, one you also referenced that we need to talk about because those of us of a certain age were uh, paying close attention to the television uh, when this particular story took place the first yeah. time. Yeah, it's called I, Tanya. And it's a look at who Tanya Harding was and and how it came, how the attack on Nancy Kerrigan came to be. And this movie really takes kind of a documentary approach where the movie is kind of interviewing Tanya Harding, her mother, her boyfriend, and other people involved. And you get this kind of wide variety of perspectives of, of and you learn about her, who, who she was and how she grew up with this horrible, horrible mother. I mean, who plays it, her mother? Alice and Janney, oh, who God, most I likely love, will win the Oscar for it. Love, wow. you think? Oh, really? Yeah, it's either going to be her or Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, both oh. playing moms, two very different kind of performances going about a kind of dysfunctional mother. And you absolutely hate this mom in I, Tanya. Oh, wow. and, and when you start to learn more about I, Tanya Harding's life as this movie portrays, the pieces start to align. It's like she was a product of her environment and she had a hard time getting around that. See, this is what I love. And if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes uh, about what films are in theaters this weekend and what things are just about uh, to get some award buzz if they haven't already. In this in this case, I, Tanya, about Tanya Harding. What I love about this is that the time gives you a certain amount of perspective in a way that you're able to appreciate a story again that you were aware of but had no perspective of. Well, and, and the think, only perspective you had of it was through the filter of the media. Oh, yeah. right. And this is very much, you can draw your own conclusions because you're hearing three different versions of it. And Margot Robbie plays Tiny Harding and is impeccable. She is like performance of her career. I mean, she's she's been around for a couple of years now, but she actually makes you emphasize, yeah, with Tanya. Like you, you are seeing her in a new light that you may not have seen before, and you question whether or not she was actually involved in this or not. Well, and I was going to say that that really, I mean, that's the way it should be, right? Because right. you know, when we see things through the eyes of the media, very often it's just like uh, one sort of very narrow view, whereas this is going to give us all the complexity of actual human life. And Right. It's and, it's a fascinating story. And if you thought you knew something about her life, this gives it another light. It's very comedic. Like, it's a dark comedy. You are laughing throughout, and you're like, oh, should I be laughing? Should I not be? But it's buffoonery. It's like Fargo, a good Coen Brothers movie mixed with, you know, the Chris... Who directed this? Um, Craig Gillespie. He is uh, minimal credit to his know. name. Okay. Um, but it feels like also like a Christopher Guest, you know, mockumentary, like the Waiting for Goffman yeah. Best in Show, because oh. you're like, these characters are all off 
their rocker. Oh, that sounds awesome. amazing. Like that. Yeah, it, me too. It's really wild. How many tickets? Does so four out of five for that as oh, well. Good. All right. So we've got to go see both of these movies yes, Holly, before yep. the Academy Awards. You, you will love them. All right, Bradley. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. It. My home pick this week is another true story called Stronger. And it's Jake Chillenhall as Jeff Bowman, who became a double amputee when he went to go watch his ex-girlfriend run the Boston Marathon and kind of became the face of the Boston Marathon bombing when he identified the victims and when his picture was plastered all over the We place. could talk about this for hours because we did a blind item on this, I think, a couple weeks ago about Jake Gyllenhaal. But how many tickets, Stubbs? Four out of five. It, people missed it in theaters and they definitely need to see it. It's very inspirational. Are you going to be on Twin Cities Live today? Yes. All right, Twin Cities Live at three. Check out Paul McGuire Grimes. And of course, Paul's trip to the movies.com and all things streaming on Podcast One. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful weekend and you we'll too. see you on... Next week? Maybe actually we'll talk earlier about the Golden Globes. Fabulous. I'll All right. be around. We'll be right back. Everything. If you will come with me, we'll float too. Entertainment. There are so many idiots in the world, we created an entire segment just for them. We call it Crazy Stupid Idiots. I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present... CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Just like I said. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida, state of Florida. The Sunshine State. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Okay, um, first I'm gonna give you I'm gonna do um uh listener's choice. Ooh, Holly. please. So did you do- get a hot tip? <laughs> A lead. Um, excuse me. <laughs> from from a listener. Did they send you a story? No, I'm just saying you're the listener and oh. you get to choose because you're listening to me talk. <laughs> oh wow, thanks. Do you want naked guy in Grand Meadow or gentle mauling in Pennsylvania? I prefer nudity, please. Thank you. Okay, nudity for five hundred. I would like to thank you to Mauer County. And I believe this is in our own backyard. Really? Minnesota? I think this is in Minnesota because it's the Austin Daily Herald. And I do believe that's Austin, Minnesota. I want to tell you a tale. A tale as old as time. There was a guy and he took his pants off. To have a good time. He just took his pants Pants off off. to have Have a a good good time. time. Anyway, um, but here specifically is how he got naked. He apparently, deputies say, he allegedly drove naked through multiple properties Tuesday night. How does that happen? Isn't that weird? Well, um, I assume uh, that we're in a rural area, uh, so there's big pieces of land. According to a Mauer County Sheriff's deputy, a resident living in the 300 block of 4th Street Northeast in Grand Meadow called the sheriff's office on Wednesday after noticing tire tracks in the front yard. The resident also saw... Uh, the property's fence was damaged and noticed tracks going through multiple neighborhood yards. There was apparently damage to multiple buildings on a school's property. And, and then a Mauer County deputy was able to get security footage from that school that showed a vehicle, a blue 2004 Toyota Camry with a Minnesota license plate WY0957. And uh, at one point, a 24-year-old by the name of Christopher Greenwood, who has residences in Grand Meadow and Austin, exited the vehicle completely naked. Woo! Hey! 
I gotta drive around in my car with no pants. Yeah. He then re-entered his vehicle and drove away. As one does. Yeah. I mean, now. The- I mean, do we have any footage of maybe some shrinkage happening? Well, or, I was going to you know, say, deputies. It's really cold outside. Law enforcement agents are still st- searching for Mr. Greenwood, and they say that they're concerned about his safety because I don't know if you know this, it's, it's freezing cold. cold and he's naked. It is a degree outside currently in the Twin Cities, a single degree. Just the one. Just the one. So uh, if you know where Mr. Greenwood is uh, or you see a naked guy riding around Austin, Minnesota, nude, please uh, call police. Hey, who needs pants? Actually, you, sir, put them on. Please. You need more than pants. (laughs) All right, where are we going next? We're going to California. Ooh, okay. Who's in Cali? Well, there's a guy named Joshua. Hi, Josh. Joshua lives in Redding, California. Or, excuse me, Redding, California. And he got lost. He got lost on his way. I mean, it happens, right? So, Josh isn't stubborn. Josh is not your stereotypical guy, who doesn't want to ask for directions. So Josh, being lost in California, decided to ask for directions to where he was going. Wow, and, that's you a know, first. I know, right? Exactly. So good on Josh. And Josh, he decided to ask a police officer for directions because he maybe was a stranger in the town and he didn't know where he was going. And of course, you can always trust authorities, right? Of course. Well, Joshua, he actually ended up getting arrested. After he asked directions. Why? What was, I mean, what's wrong with asking for help? Because Josh asked for directions in order to get to his drug deal. Um, mm. Okay, so he literally said, I need help. Can you help me get to 451 Crack Way? I Basically. Mean, how did he, okay. Yes, that's exactly how it happened. And so... He was arrested for possession of a firearm by a felon carrying a concealed loaded firearm in a vehicle, possession of marijuana for sale, and driving without a valid driver's license. Oh, my God. I know. People are so stupid. I know. You never call to, like, rat out your your, uh, sex worker for overcharging you, and you certainly don't uh, call to ask, you know, directions Mm -hmm. for your drug deal. Yeah, exactly. And now I want to know that recreational marijuana use is now legal in the state of California. However, he had a lot of weed. I don't think that it's... You have to go through the proper channels in order to... uh, Yeah, you got to go to the store. Yeah, you got to go to the store. No, he just had big old bags hanging out next to his guns. Wow. Don't leave your bags out near your guns, peeps. Yeah, please don't do that. I know. I mean, bless his heart for being so dumb. People are so dumb. Just so dumb. He's, uh, he was able to raise uh, bail, so he's out. All right. I hope he can find his way back to the court Um, when he has his hearing on January 27th. Can you please tell me how to get to court? (laughs) Excuse me, please. Okay, if you're just joining us, uh, My Talk 1071, we're doing Crazy Stupid Idiots. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. Remember I said you had an option at the beginning. I said naked guy driving or uh, gentle mauling. I went with my instinct and I chose nudity, but now we need to find out what gentle mauling means. Well, first of all, gentle is euphemistic uh, here on the Colleen and Bradley show for uh, bits and pieces. 
Oh. That is the the male. Well, the females have gentles too. Uh, there's another syllable usually in that word, but we just omit it for safety purposes. For the kids. Yeah. So I want to tell you this the tale because I really hope children aren't listening right now, regardless <laughs> of my euphemisms. I want to tell you the tale of a 22-year-old by the name of Abby Geiger. Now, Abby is from a town in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania called Latitz. Stop it. L-I-T-I. <laughs> TZ, Latitz. <laughs> I, I just had to put that in there. Boobies, boobies, <laughs> boobies. Go. Nothing but boobies. So there Abby is. Abby uh, needs them. In Lancaster County. And uh, she has recently had some charges dropped against her. Oh, well, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, it's good for her, right? Um, I'm not sure it worked out for her husband, though, David. Uh, because apparently back uh, a while back, um, she, it was in September actually, they were in the shower, as newlywed couples are, because they're newlyweds by the way. Mm-hmm. It was one forty-five in the a.m. and they were in the shower together. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Had they just worked out? or Perhaps, yeah. Maybe they were on the Stairmaster. <laughs> you know. And uh, they decided to, to uh, clean off. Well, during that shower, dual shower experience, a fight broke out. Oh. And he wanted to leave the shower. That is Mr. Uh, David. He Mr. wanted to Geiger. cool off from the experience. Yeah. She did not want him to leave the shower, though. So she grabbed his gentles, <gasps> uh, puncturing and scratching them. He was then treated at a local hospital for his injuries. And according to court records, um, you know, they charged her. Right. However, recently, as December 28th, the charges were dropped. No reason was given for uh, the charges being dropped. I will say, though, that the Geigers, who are parents to an infant daughter, are celebrating their first wedding anniversary next month. Oh, well, mazel to them. Yeah. So things so, are going great their first year of marriage together. Right. Usually you don't puncture the gentles until what? Maybe year eight. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I feel like newlyweds are more gentle punctury because by the time you get <laughs> to year eight, you're nowhere near those gentles. That is true. You're, you're probably like, you saying, have yeah. those still? Oh, wait, what? Oh, dust. <laughs> dust that off a little. <laughs> <laughs> That, my friends, is radio. <laughs> theater of not, the mind. Theater of the mind. You're not getting anywhere else on the dial. No, you're not. All well, right. well, love is real. I'm glad that they've made amends, and hopefully they cannot puncture each other's gentles in the near future. Yes, keep your puncturies to yourself. Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, it's time for us to head over to Facebook Town, where we're going to read through your answers to our daily snap judgment. What did we ask Holly Roberts, our listeners, to weigh in on today? What was the question? The question was Cool Whip or Ready Whip? Cool Whip or Ready Whip? That's the question. It's Friday. We got Friday mouth. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. It's award season, and My Talk invites you to join us for every minute of our award season watch alongs presented by Scheherazade at Galleria Edina. Watch us on Facebook Live as we watch the awards with you. We know it sounds kooky, but it's fun. The Golden Globe Awards are the crazy Uncle Hank of award shows. The Globes are usually loud, fun, and everyone in Hollywood is there, and they're all drinking. 
And this year, the Golden Globes will have an extra layer of drama. The women and the men of Hollywood plan to dress in black to protest the treatment of women in entertainment. We'll be watching for that, for losers, for winners, and for the Harvey Weinstein references. Watch the Globes on your TV with the sound down, pull up Facebook Live, and make wisecracks along with us. The Golden Globes Watch Along, presented by Scheherazade, Sunday, January 7th, starting at 5 p.m. Find us on your feed or on the MyTalk Facebook page. The radio home of constantly adding to your Netflix queue. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, there's so much I wish people would have told me in the good old days. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. We're wrapping up another week. Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly, thanks for uh, pulling the uh, hefty finch sack around. You're welcome. That is our show. Um, this is the portion of the program where we head over to our Facebook page. That's the My Talk 1071 Facebook page. And we're going to read through your answers to our daily snap judgment. It's a question we put forth to our listeners. And the question today was this. Is Cool Whip or Ready Whip? Yeah. It's like National Whippy Day or something. And so- Yes. Is it whipped cream day or what's I the... think it's whipped cream day. Oh, okay. So, um... so I don't even know if Cool Whip or Ready Whip classify as whipped cream, but we're going with it. It's a whipped cream uh, style product. Yes. Let's read a couple of these. Okay. Shall we? Aaron says Ready Whip. Eating Cool Whip is like eating plastic. Plus, squirting Ready Whip into your mouth is so much fun. I will say it is fun. It's fun. It's not as... It's not as um, it doesn't have as much body as That's cool true. Whip. Right. It's a little more airy. Melody says homemade whipped cream. Oh, wait. No. No. no! I knew there was going to be somebody. I can't abide Ready Whip or Cool Whip. I only use fresh from the cow cream. Mm, but she did say when my son was a baby, he giggled so hard when Ready Whip dispensed. So if I had to pick, that would be my sentimental favorite. Oh. Kind of a weird story. But. Christine says Ready Whip Cool Whip is a petroleum product. It is? I want to say that there's some truth to that. I remember hearing that. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of our weird artificial food stuffs are derived from strange chemicals. So Cool Whip is not the only one. Uh, Jennifer says Ready Whip Cool Whip is fake and gross and is not allowed in my house. Lindsay says you can't make ambrosia with Ready Whip Cool Whip. Yeah, I will say there's a reason uh, they use um, petroleum products, which I don't know. Now I'm trying to look it up. Do we have an ingredient list for Cool Whip? Yeah, here we go. Where's the ingredients? Mm, it may shock you if you find an article cool about Whip it. Cool Whip original is made of water, hydrogenated vegetable oil, including both coconut and palm oils, High fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, skim milk, light cream, less than 2% of a milk derivative known as sodium caseinate, along with natural and artificial flavor, as well as xanthan and guar gums, polysorbate 60, sorbitan monosterate, beta carotene as a coloring. Mm. Beta carotene? Is it orange? Um, also, there's the ingredient sorbitan monosatriate. The chemically derived substance is commonly referred to as synthetic wax. <gasps> okay, cool. Oh, great. So there's synthetic wax in my Cool Whip? Essentially, yes. And some kind of petroleum. It also 
is in, it's also employed to create synthetic fibers, metal machining fluid, and brighteners in the leather industry. Oh. And as an emulsifier in pesticides, oh. plastics, and cosmetics. Oh. I mean, I think that information... I think we just ruined people's yeah, day. Yeah, we just ruined people's day. Womp, womp. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Sorry about Man. that. All right. Let's move on to our Facebook question again. Let's go back to some of the answers. Jill says, ready whip. You can't squirt cool whip in your mouth. That's <laughs> true. Sure. True. Uh, Diane says, ready whip. Cool whip doesn't taste real. Christy says, ready whip. Cool whip is a weird texture. Oh, Nancy says, ready whip. Because who doesn't like to shoot it straight into your mouth? Yes. Okay. Now I'm. I just, am not 12 years old. I'm not. 12. Yes, you are 12 years old, and I'm I I just kind old. of kept moving. I'm. Yep. We're keeping it moving. Okay. So now I want to look at Ready Whip ingredients. Do we feel like they're any better than Cool Whip ingredients? Uh. Well. Okay. Here's what we know. Um. Ready Whip, non-fat milk, cream, mm-hmm. sugar, corn syrup, maltodextrin, inulin, which is. Uh, derived from chicory extract, cellulose, which, can I just point out what cellulose is? I mean, cellulose could be like wood shavings. That's right? true. Could it be? So, I don't even that, know anymore. I feel like cellulose all my stuff is, an is ruined. Uh, let's see, cellulose in food. Yeah, cellulose is the most abundant organic polymer on Earth. The cellulose content of cotton is 90%, wood 40 to 50%, and dried hemp. So so it could be anything. It, it and all it's depends what keeps on where all they the can... ingredients together, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Well, I just feel like maybe you should just have... Um, um, Did we talk about polysorbate 60? Yeah, what is, what's polysorbate 60? It's a chemical emulsifier that's used in, oh, sexual lubricants and beauty products. Oh, to make gross. this ingredient, ethylene oxide, a precursor to antifreeze, is polymerized with a sugar, al- sugar alcohol derivative. Research has demonstrated a strong connection between this ingredient and organ toxicity, tumors in lab mice, and diarrhea. Oh my god! That's horrible! Oh. Now, polysorbate 80, which is in Ready Whip, is derived from polyethoxylated sorbitan and oleic acid. Which, um... What are those? see. They use that in health and beauty stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's Are they using it in any part it's of not my been vehicle found to be that car- I'm driving? Carcinogenetic. Uh, yeah, a small so- number of people may be sensitive to polysorbate 80, and it may be harmful to people with Crohn's. Okay. Uh, a 2008 animal study concluded no observable adverse effects were seen at doses of per body weight. Uh, but a ni- And also a, a 1956 study showed that, uh, uh, or actually a 1993 study raised concerns that polysorbate 80 might decrease fertility in rats. Yay! Get another one of these! I think our goal for the weekend is to just go home and make some fresh old whipped cream. Yes. All right? Because what we've just learned is that we can never eat Cool Whip or Ready Whip ever again. No, because it has wood shavings and plastic. Antifreeze. (laughs) In it. Hey, Donnie! Yeah! 
Speaking of uh, wood chips, wood and antifreeze. pulp, and antifreeze. Yeah, wow. We're gonna jump back in the wayback <laughs> machine, Donnie. We did that for some TV here on the Colleen and Bradley Show earlier this uh, hour. Ooh. But at this very moment, we're going to jump back in the uh, Wayback Machine mm-hmm. to a period of time where Donnie was a little younger than he is today. Mm-hmm. Right, Holly? Right. We're going in the time machine and we're going all the way back to the 70s. All right. This yes. is 1970 what? Do we know? Uh, five. 1975. The year, Donnie, I was born. Shut up. Donnie was you ask you? on the air and it sounded like this. If anybody should ask, what radio station do you listen to? Be sure and tell them KSAQ. So Q, we're bringing the first caller. The sound of the touchstone makes you a winner instantly. It's 1010. He's David Bowie. Fame on KSAQ. So Q, San Antonio's money music station. Good morning. It's 1014 with the good doctor on KSAQ. Super Q with the good doctor. Don Michaels playing less commercials and more nonstop hit music. Is Brian Highland on KSAQ. The Good Doctor. You like that? Dr. Don. How did you come up with The Good Doctor, uh, Don Michaels? Oh, wow. That's that's lost to the mists of time. Really? Where did the Uh, Don Michaels come up? Don Michaels was... was, um, I went. I went to work for a station in in um, Gulfport, Biloxi, Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh yeah. And I still remember standing there, and I don't remember what name I had been using, and I was about to go on, and the guy turned around and said, "So what? Do you, what did you decide to use?" And I just blurted it out. Really? So yes. we should tell people that Don unlike Michaels. you know, like Holly and I, who come mm-hmm. from a different era, yeah. uh, people. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to have a name. A radio radio name. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. You know, that's something that... Most of them did. People have asked me, is that your real name? Yeah. And I was like, well, Well, you have a great name, though. Of course it's my real name. But Holly Roberts is a great name. It is a great name, yeah. 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 Thank my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yep. There you go. Okay, so uh, do we have a... Do do you want to go back to another era, Holly? Well, do we want? I can I only go know. back to 1975 in this time machine, yeah, but I, we can continue have, forward. I, I oh, sure. Or forward? do we want Donnie to do a little uh, uh, the game that we tried yesterday called Puke and Play? Oh, do we want to do a little play. Puke and Play okay. with yeah. Donnie? Uh, yeah. Okay, so if you're just joining us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show as we wrap things up, we've got Donnie in from the Lori and Julia Show. They're coming up next, and no doubt we'll have scintillating hours of conversation. But Donnie, as you know, is a radio veteran is mm, able to indeed. do many talented things uh, with his mouth that uh, very <laughs> hey, few of us are hey, still able hey. to do. All right. Well, why don't we do the song, one of the songs that Don Michaels did back in 1975. Which it's one? Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, Get down. Wow. We're going to fire it up right here. Okay. All right. Boy, Don Michaels. It's 10-23. Here with the good Dr. Don. Got some concert tickets coming up. The KC and the Sunshine Band. He's got to be at the Civic Center on December 23rd. Call when I tell you. We're looking for caller number 10. Yes! yes! Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> that is a talent. Also, please uh, don't call me. We're not actually... looking for caller number 10. No, yeah, no, 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 Fame, that was an example. It cuts off a little too soon, but that's an example of you're hitting the post as opposed to uh, hitting the vocal. I need vocal. you to take us out with a little Earth, Wind, and Fire September, Donnie. I'm going to oh play it for gosh. you right here. It's got a long intro. Oh, yeah. well, that's fine. We got 40 seconds. Well, that's going to do it for me. Dr. Don here on 
KSAQ to Super Q, San Antonio. I'm going to leave you with a great song from their new album. Man, I love these guys. Maurice White and company. Earth, wind, and fire. Nailed it! (laughs) Have a great weekend, you guys. Thanks for being with us. Up next, Lori and Julia. I'm Bradley Cullen. We'll be back on Monday. Don't forget to uh, tune in to our Golden Globes watch along. Head to facebook.com forward slash mytalk1071. Have a great weekend. 1071. Everything. Snozberries. Who ever heard of a Snozberry? We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. Entertainment.